I mean, I, speaking at the conference is something I've always dreamt of doing. But honestly, over the past year, I have done so many virtual presentations at so many groups that I've burned through all of my virtual material so yeah. that I don't know what I'd be bringing to the table that I can do remotely, you know? Exactly. Yes. I, I feel the same way. I, uh, I hope, I hope this is the, uh, this is the last virtual conference, um, for a long time. Uh, I think it's, I think it's run its course. Um, it was fun, <laughs> but, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the real thing now. So, so you are rocking like an ambassador hoodie, aren't you? Yeah, man. Always. That's exciting. So I don't think uh, this is, I just started my second term as an ambassador. I don't think they've had ambassador hoodies. They've had ambassador shirts, which mind you, I do. I do like my shirt quite a bit, but yes. I do have some hoodie envy. I wear my uh, data hoodie everywhere, yep. which is uh, how people know not to talk to me. That's right. Exactly. That's 100. They see that and they're like, what is that? And then they, they like, they like turn around. So, um, so yeah, I think the, uh, I think the new swag is, uh, I think the new swag that's coming out is a is a jacket or a hoodie or something like that. So, that yeah, looking uh, forward to that to replace uh, my retro one. So, I'll right. uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's cool. What do you got? I was going to throw some housekeeping notes at you to help you out okay. during the podcast. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my tips for having a successful podcast is number one: if you need to take a minute to think, take a minute to think. We can always cut out silence. If you say something and you immediately hate it. Just say, can we do that again? And I'll try to reset what we said and we'll just eliminate that portion. Um, we'll record about 35 minutes or so. I'm actually yeah. going to start a stopwatch uh, on my screen here. I'll share my screen with you. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, avoid like maybe like drumming on your desk or anything. Like I had one person, we had to redo their entire episode just because that. And uh, other than that, you know, don't worry about it. It's just a conversation. We're not doing uh, anything really. Uh, yeah. I, as you can see, I don't have questions laid out for you. This is really meant to just be a normal back and forth. Um, sure. cause honestly, I, I've been looking forward to talking to you and I think uh, other people would like to know you better. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Awesome. So, um, I'm excited to be speaking with you today. Um, and leading into the Tableau conference, it has me thinking back, uh, to the conferences past. And I think the first time I met you in person, maybe the only time, because I don't think I saw you at TC19, was at TC18 in New Orleans. And it was, uh, we were both part of a group that sort of met across the street from my hotel at the Cambria. It was a, like a story, it was a really action-packed conference in the fact that um, New Orleans is a lot smaller than Las Vegas in many ways. It has a very small town feel. So, you know, people sort of form little groups, break off, run into another group, just these blobs connecting to each other. And uh, we had connected at uh, at something over there. I don't even remember what it was, but um, that's the first time I remember meeting you in person. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think that's right because because um, you know then we got back to Vegas in uh, in nineteen and it was like you know we were on the massive it was on the massive scale and we had like you know three levels of the Mandalay and it was just a crazy time. But yeah, I. Uh, I think New Orleans was one of my favorite locations, um, just given the uh, given the history of the of the city and the you know the cultural influences, and obviously the food is is great in uh, in New Orleans. But yeah, I'm uh, 
yeah, it's it's been a while since we've uh, since we've had a face to face, and then you know that whole like pandemic thing. So uh, that it's whole really thing. Kind of, yeah, so we've kind of uh, you know haven't had a chance to get together, but it's good to get together on the on the podcast. It absolutely is. So you've, uh, in the time that we've known each other, you've act, you've become like quite accomplished. Uh, I mean, besides your your career, obviously, you're one of the leads of Workout Wednesday. You are a Tableau ambassador. You're a leader of a tug. Like you're heavily invested in community activities. Um, like, was that always an ambition for you to sort of get more involved in those sort of things? Or where did your journey within sort of the community start? Yeah. So it started in... Uh... It started in 2016 when the makeover when Makeover Monday started. Uh, I had just picked up the I had just picked up Tableau uh, a little bit uh, before a few months before then um, in like mid to early 2015, and I was uh, quickly drawn to the community uh, on Twitter. And uh, you know back then it was uh, it was much smaller. Um, and much more intimate than it is now, um, which is both good and bad. Um, and uh, it's, and then, yeah, so uh, Andy and Andy started Makeover Monday uh, and I, you know, was fully into that. And then, and then I started learning about uh, Tableau user groups and uh, which was very exciting. Again, uh, I kind of hit the ground running in the community. And, uh, and then, you know, the part of being in the, uh, in Kansas city is we had, uh, at the time, uh, one, uh, Ryan sleeper, uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, he was the leader of the Kansas city tug at that time. And I, um, was interested in, in being involved and he was absolutely uh, supportive of that. And so I kind of got involved and, uh wasn't doing any organizing or anything like that but i was presenting i presented at several tugs while he was there and then uh and then he kind of um ducked out uh not ducked out that's not the right word and then he uh he kind of uh took a step back um and asked if uh i wanted to take it over uh so in 2018 that's when i did uh i took it over and i've been running it ever since which is great. And then, yeah. And the, the other community initiatives, obviously workout Wednesday started that from the beginning in 2017, whenever Andy um, and Emma started that. Um, and I've been there, been doing challenges um, ever since then. And, you know, that's kind of, um, that's kind of my bread and butter. Uh, I would not, um, I would not peg myself as a, uh, as a designer. Uh, I'm more of a, I'm more of a technical side. Uh, of Tableau as opposed to the, uh, the design, uh, side of it, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a a two-way street there, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, in doing everything that I do, um, you know, I, I really have a, a passion, uh, for teaching, which is kind of what I, what my background in education is. Um, so that's kind of where make a, or, uh, that's kind of where workout Wednesday kind of, is drawn to me is because it's much more education based uh, and teaching newer users how to use Tableau and all those tips and tricks. It's like a, a weekly tips and tricks uh, challenge, uh, which I, I really enjoy. So, you know, to answer your question, was it ever an ambition to get involved uh, this 
to this level. I don't think it's ever, it was ever something I ever sought out. I just, uh, you know, I've taken every opportunity that was, that was given to me or, uh, had an opportunity to, uh, get involved with. And, uh, if it's been a right fit, then I stick with it. So, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been a great time and I'm forever thankful for everything the community has, uh, given me. And I just, you know, my, my, my passion is to pay it back. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I think you're doing a great job of it. And I think like you are a great example of there's, there's an expression I've heard, like the people that do things, do things. And you would look at all the stuff you're doing and think like, how does one person do all that stuff? And you've got, you, you've got a family too. Like I know you have young kids, yeah. so you're, you're, um, you're, you're taking care of stuff at home. You've you're taking care of your wife and the house and the kids and everything. And people would look at that and say, well, I don't know how you, how you do all that. There's not enough hours in the day. And I think like at, you see people that are accomplished and that do a lot of stuff and the gut instinct is, oh, this person never sleeps or whatever. But I think one of the real things you learn the more you see people like that or the more you embrace that yourself is um, people just like, for one thing, you learn what's important and you sort of cut out the extraneous things. Mm -hmm. You also get better at like multitasking and delegation and all that stuff. So it's really a, an amazing discipline at times. Like I'm not saying to over engage or be a person that can't say no, but like uh, don't be afraid to take on uh, new initiatives and new ideas uh, when they're either presented to you as an option or when you have the idea, like I, when I initially thought of doing this podcast, I mean, I was working full time. I had, <laughs> I have young kids. Um, I, I was, uh, leading the tug locally and stuff. And I was thinking, how can I do this? Um, so I, I like basically, uh, constrain myself to reasonable goals. I'm like, okay, uh, an episode every week's probably too much. Like I'll hate this and I'll burn out quick. An yeah. episode every two weeks is probably doable. It might be a stretch, but I don't know because I don't know how much work this is. So I right. recorded three episodes in advance th thinking at the very least I have a head start. And then over time, you start to learn which parts of this you can accelerate. Like, well, the recording always takes about the same amount of time, but I get better at editing. And I also learn what's important to edit and what's not. Like early edits, you might spend three hours editing a 35-minute episode. But as you yeah. get more into it, it takes maybe an hour. Um, so you, you quickly gain those efficiencies. Uh, what have you gained sort of in picking up some of these activities that you do, like either in terms of your personal skills or like uh, time management? Yeah, um, for sure. So I would say that, you know, one of the things that I've picked up on is, as you mentioned, you, you figure out what's important to you. Um, and you know, there are, uh, and we've seen it and probably everybody's guilty of it is you want to do all the things all the time. Uh, you want to be, you know, you, you want to put out, uh, you want to put out a viz every single week and you want to be, a, you want to present, uh, at tugs and you want to do all that. And all of that is great. Uh, but if you're not, uh, if you're not disciplined enough to kind of take inventory of what you're good at and what works and what resonates with the community, you're going to burn out quickly. Uh, and I think all of us kind of, uh, kind of have gone through that or are currently in that. Um, and I think, so, you know, as part of, you know, my routine is to kind of always look and see how things are going and what's the vibe of, of the community and what people are wanting. Um, and also don't be afraid to ask for help. 
right? Um, that was one of the big things that I was, you know, for a year uh, when I first took over the uh, the tug, I was doing it all by myself, right? And I knew that there were people in our in our tug that were willing and able and wanting to kind of get involved themselves and delegate. And so um, taking the taking the time to recognize that uh, we can, you know, be stronger by doing things uh, collaboratively, uh, we can be more powerful uh, and more resonating. Uh, that makes it all the much easier. So I am uh, fully uh, fully aware and uh, welcoming to uh, to help wherever it's needed. Not afraid to say not afraid to say no or yes or I can, but I'm going to need help, um, which is which is great because not only that, you also in that process of asking for help, you might or accepting help, uh, you might find you might find the next rising star in the community and not even know it, right? Um, which is always very exciting. So just, you know, be helpful and um, be available whenever, whenever necessary is, is kind of what I've uh, taken on. I mean, here, here. And if you're listening to this, um, reach out to people, get to know people like don't, don't just, you know, uh, don't exist in the sort of surface level interactions you have on Twitter, like DM someone or, you know, get to know them and have a phone call. Like Lindsay Betzendahl and I were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago and stuff like that. Like, you know, these are real people. They can be real, both business connections and many of them will be your friends. Also in terms of that reach out to people besides Kevin Florlich. Like we all love Kevin. Kevin is clearly like, <laughs> right. Kevin is a superstar. We love yeah. Kevin, but uh, he, he only has so much capacity um, and that's not to say, I think he responds to basically everyone. Like he, he's a madman and he doesn't sleep. Like he used right. to have abs and now he just has glory. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like, there's lots of people out there that are uh, excited about doing this would be passionate to help you. And, and not just like some masters and ambassadors, like, mm -hmm. although like, obviously those are people that have been sort of selected as like, these people are super engaged and excited by this. There, there are plenty of people that don't have any honorariums connected to their name that are very good and passionate at what they do and would love to get to know you and talk about, you know, helping you get better at whatever you're doing or, you know, maybe you're stuck on something and that's great too. But yeah, really great, um, great point about uh, not going it alone. I think uh, Adam Miko was a person that sort of brought this to my attention. But one of the really nice things about this community is that it's, um, it's not really hierarchical. While there are sort of some people that like have been sort of elevated in this in the sense that they have basically have a badge clip to them, really no one acts like they're a big shot. Like mm -hmm. no no one's like, well, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't know you and and I am me. You know, it's that's not really a, a thing. People are generally uh, generous with their time and with their praise of other people's work as well. Yeah, that I completely agree with that, and that was one of the things that really drew me in. Uh, you know, you know, back in, back in the, uh, back in the old days, uh, seven, eight years ago, whenever I was first new, like, you know, I'll never forget the day when, when Andy Kriebel, uh, gave me a follow back, right? Like that was just, and you know, that was just amazing. And then, uh, and then it was just, you know, that fueled me to continue on and get more involved. And, and then it was, you know, Roddy Zakovich, and then it was, you know, the next person, and the next person, and Matt Francis, and all of those people, like, it just kind of, you know, 
um, it just kind of uh, snowballed, right? And that that feeling of uh, hey, people, you know, it's it's very weird. It's it's a, it's a click of a button, uh, you know, or a tap of a of a screen, but you know, it it really resonates with a lot of people, and uh, you know, it's. And like you said, it's, it's, there is not a, it is not hierarchical at all. Um, everyone is on the same page because we've all been in every position, right? Uh, yeah. We've all been, we've all been new uh, and we remember what that was like. And we remember what being accepted in this community felt like in the very beginning. And we, we want to, uh, we want to pay that forward to the next, to the next person. Uh, and so that's, and which is, and again, and to have all of that backed completely by a software company is just, it's unheard of, which, and I, you know, I, I commend Tableau for everything that they've, uh, that they've put into the community, both from, uh, a, either just support or, uh, or, you know, um, whatever they, you know, there are different initiatives. Uh, it's been, it, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, uh, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, they've done an excellent job sort of in terms of sustaining enthusiasm as well as helping to generate it and being generally supportive of initiatives that people create within the community. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff we're talking about, like Workout Wednesday and stuff, that's not something Tableau, like planted really or operates that this is run just by people i mean you're not a tableau employee you know you're just a passionate practitioner that's like hey a lot of this stuff is difficult and when you encounter it at work you're not always going to have the time to figure it out so what if we have a process where you know you can essentially go to the data gym once a week and you can say i'm going to work on these hard problems that are unpleasant but Mm -hmm. in the process i'm going to learn something And then when you've got that, like, you know, five minute drill at work, you're going to be able to produce that thing instead of just stuck with your wheels spinning and Googling desperately. Exactly. That is absolutely uh, the cornerstone of Workout Wednesday, right? I've long held the belief that I never wanted to practice a new skill for the boss, right? Uh, I never wanted to learn I never wanted to have the feeling that I was having to learn something when I was being asked to produce something. So that is where the community and things like Workout Wednesday and uh, Makeover Monday and all of those other con- all those other con- initiatives really came in handy is because I could take two hours uh, after the kids go to sleep uh, every night or th- three nights a week, and I could practice learning this tool that uh, I've been asked to create things at work for. And then what I can do is I can, you know, I can meet my stakeholders uh, requests more quickly, efficiently, uh, and give them, you know, uh, you know, keep them, keep them satisfied. uh, So that I, and then, you know, again, it's just kind of reciprocal, right? You, the more you learn, the more responsibility you're going to get and uh, the more learning you're going to have to do. So um, it's kind of a, a reciprocal thing. So, yeah, it's, um, and, and, you know, talking about the, the going to the, going to the, the tableau gym uh, every week. I, I love that analogy um, because that's, you know, that's, that's literally what it is, is um, because there are going to be challenges 
that you're going to work through in Workout Wednesday that you will be able to take parts and bits and pieces of and put them into a real world problem that you're dealing with. Maybe you're not building the exact chart that we're asking you to build or you're not calculating things in the exact way that, you know, the challenge is, but you're going to learn the syntax. You're going to learn the order of operations. You're going to learn the formatting. You're going to learn all these parts and pieces that whenever a new challenge at work comes to you, you've already got a, uh, a full basis so that if and uh, when you do have to Google, because we still all Google uh, things, uh, you at least have a good starting place of which of what to Google exactly, right? So, um, so that's exactly why I. Uh, it's exactly why Workout Wednesday is so near and dear to me, is because it it helps me in my, in the real world. I think one of the great things about Workout Wednesday also um, is that through exposure to the more technical aspects of the tool, you're going to learn stuff that isn't part of the lesson. Like you're going to start to understand better the way the tool works and why it does what it does, which mm -hmm. is going to give you other ideas and say, oh, I bet I can do this because if this it's like by the transitive property, if yes. this is true, then I bet this is true also. So you're sort of it's an exponential unlocking of uh, knowledge in your head and also like real world practical skill like. I, uh, I wrote an article like last year for, for the data viz society. And it was like, they were doing a, it, you know, it was like me because it was like the goofy L we're doing fun articles this week. I'm like, Oh good. Nothing serious because I, I <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not a technical uh, entry guy, but I basically wrote about how every, like a lot of nights of the week, uh, what I really want to do is sit down and play around with the data visualization tool, which people at my old job thought was kind of crazy. And I said, why? Like, do you only use pens at work? Like, <laughs> like right. hold on, don't take any of that paper home. Like, that's a that's a work thing. So, yeah, you know, I I, I was um a lot of my my learning and growth within you know data visualization and Tableau specifically came from me saying, oh, you know, this is really fun. And like mm -hmm. even stuff like Workout Wednesday, which can be difficult like, compared to going to the gym, the fact that you're doing it communally with other people and you're not just doing it on your own, like. Try going to the gym by yourself. Going to the exactly. gym by yourself is hard. Like half the time, like, okay, 90% of the time you don't even go. Yeah. But when there's other people at the gym that you know, or there's other people that you're supposed to be going with, it's easier to go to the gym. It's also easier to actually complete the exercises you're supposed to be doing. Because even if you make it to the gym and you're just totally doing the solo, you're about 20 minutes into your 30 minute run. You're like, that's good enough. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> But like, if there's someone else there, you're like, oh, you know, I really should finish this. I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, just leave early. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, I remember early on in the, uh, in the days when Andy first kicked this project off. I mean, uh, one person that I remember uh, having being my, my gym buddy, uh, if you will, is uh, Ann Jackson. Uh, she and I kind of came up um in workout Wednesday around, I mean, we were both doing all the challenges and, and we were going back and forth on Twitter between ourselves and Andy and all of his challenges. And, um, you know, Andy's got some pretty, he's got some pretty devilish uh, table calcs uh, in there uh, in some of his early challenges. So, you know, she and I would, uh, would go back and forth on, um, on the, on the solutions that we came up with and uh, you know, so it was kind of a, a back and forth kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, and having those conversations and having that kind of connection 
certainly uh, helped me uh, want to create um, solutions and, and do it every week um, because we knew that we were gonna we were gonna we were gonna uh, tackle the challenge together. So it was good. Anne was actually one of the very first people in the data fam that I discovered. Um, so I think it might have been at a TC17 in Vegas, which was my first one, which was, uh, you know, they've got the big screens and everything at the conference. And they were yeah. like retweeting a lot of people's conference tweets. I'm like, oh, this is fun. I'll create a Twitter account so that I can, I can get on the screen. And as, as I, after I did this, I realized, oh, there's lots of other people tweeting using the conference hashtag. I bet some of them tweet interesting things. And that's when I, I started to realize I had already done a um, a public fizz, but I hadn't published the Tableau public because I don't think I really even realized this was, was a thing. Like I did an experiment at work. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to learn more. I don't want to always do, you know, work stuff. So I took some extra time and I, I made something just for me. And um, it was through that that I, I found Anne. And uh, I actually accidentally discovered Makeover Monday because I saw Anne uh, tweeting lots of interesting data visits. She was doing always hashtagging the Makeover Monday. I'm like, I don't know what this Makeover Monday means, but I'm definitely tweeting my thing with Makeover Monday on it. <laughs> uh, so like I probably did that for at least three weeks. Like I, I cranked out a couple more things that were, you know, you look back now at your at your own stuff and you're, you're kind of like, oh, it's, it's so amateurish and mortifying. Like I know you do because you, you have 190 things in your portfolio, a lot of which are like makeover Mondays and workout Wednesdays, which is a really quick way to build that portfolio. But yeah, it's it's great to look back and see like, wow, I would never do that now. It's also mortifying to see. I was very, very proud of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, for sure. I actually have a uh, I actually have a, an, an intro um, an intro to Tableau presentation that I do internally uh, here at work where I talk about, you know, I talk about, you know, the good and bad of, of, of data visualization. And I have this collection of, uh, so we kind of walk through this presentation and we kind of look at bad examples of, of data visualization um, and they're all screenshots. Uh, and then at the end, I reveal the author of all of them and it's me. Uh, and, you know, so just to, as a way to kind of think about, um, you know, everybody has to start somewhere, uh, but you can't learn you can't learn how to do good data visualization until you create the bad ones. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like that's, um, you know, the data viz community puts out, I mean, it, I feel like there's a new book coming out every single, uh, every single month uh, on different data visualization topics uh, all the way from, you know, technical uh, to kind of these philosophical uh, you know, what is data visualization type of uh, topics, but you can read all of those. I mean, I've got a library, right? I've got a library of all of them, uh, and I've read a lot of most of them, uh, but I, I could not create, I could not get to the level of where I'm at today just by reading those books, right? You have to actually put in the work, you have to actually do it, uh, and you're, you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. Um, mistakes are fine uh but just know that you've got to continue you've got to continue it's just like any other uh it's just like any other profession you've got to you've got to start at the bottom and work your way up so absolutely and it's one of the reasons i try and this is something i'm, I'm guilty of i don't think about this consciously enough but i try to be effusive with praise when i see people trying mm -hmm. um, because it's very easy to look at something and it's someone maybe earlier in their career and uh, you, you look at, you know, this isn't great, 
Um, but it's a first step and they're trying, like they're yeah. putting it out there and they will learn from this and they will move on. And me saying, Hey, good job. Like, like that could mean a lot more to them than I realize, or even just hitting the like button. I mean, it's easy for me not to do that so many times because I don't think of myself as anything. Like, I'm like, why would, why would my opinion matter on this? You know, yeah. but to someone else that might see, Oh, Hey, this person has a lot of experience or something. Or, you know, this person kind of has a platform that could be very meaningful to them. And yeah. in the same way, that's also why I try to be very careful about criticism with the exception of maybe punching up because yeah. it's very easy to crush someone's spirit. Like I, I've had I've had this happen to me before. I had a boss um, at my old job. I, went, I had probably nine bosses in the 13 years I was there. But I had a boss once who told me they didn't find me interesting and that people they didn't think were interesting didn't go anywhere. And it's like I, I was I was still very early in my career. I was in IT at the time before I switched over to uh, analytics. And that was crushing because I'm like, well, what does it matter then? Like, what, what do I well, there's nowhere to go from here? Like, what, yeah. what does that mean? And it's like it's very easy to just throw something out there that can really easily shatter someone else's confidence and just sort of make them crumble. And you don't know what someone's personal trauma is or what their work experience is like. They, they could be brand new or they could have had a lot of other people sort of crap on their work. And it's like they, they just might need that gentle like, hey, keep up the good work. I'm seeing some growth in you, that kind of thing. That could make a big difference. And you could have, you know, the next Danny Creeble. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I, I agree with that. It's um, and it's so easy, especially in this in this day and age for um, for words to get. I mean, you don't know the tone that the person is going to read your your words in. Uh, so, you know, you we definitely have to be careful um, and mindful about what we say. Uh, and, you know, sarcasm is really hard sometimes because, you know, I, I see it all over, not just in the, in our community, but across social media, uh, people tweet and sarcasm, but if you ever just read tweets in, uh, in, in different tones, I mean, you don't know how that is going to get, um, you don't know how that's going to come across. So, you know, just, you know, be, be authentic, uh, you know, and that's kind of, kind of goes along the same lines of, you know, if you're, if you're going to be, if you're going to be one that, you know, provides feedback uh, and criticism, you know, then also make sure that you're making your own work available for the same types of, uh, you know, for this, for the same type of thing, um, so that, you know, people see that it's, it's a two-way street and this is somebody who actually takes care of, uh, of what they're, of what they're doing and what they're hearing and what they're saying. Yeah. I think, um, being authentic is, is a great point really, because, you know, you have this sort of unique platform in, in social media, like you're not at work, but the, right. a lot of these people are your peers, even if you might not work with them specifically. And, um, you can have personality and be, you know, you can be silly or be into your niche thing. Like, uh, obviously there's whole uh, areas about that. There's sports fist Sunday, which is just like people nerding out about sports. And it's, it's great. Like you can have whatever niche you want. I talk about mostly genre stuff. Like I'm, I'm really into movies and, and nerdy things, mm -hmm. but like, um, also keep in mind that these are, are real people. Like what you say matters. And also, you know, there, in a very real way, you can help or hurt yourself career-wise in what you do or don't do. Like, I know for a fact that um, my current position at JLL, uh, like, 
I probably wouldn't be there now had I not put in a lot of work and created a public portfolio. Like mm -hmm. I was already a known quantity by the time I applied for this. So they could easily look and see both in terms of what my temperament was like and how I acted with other people, as well as, you know, oh, look, he's doing some leadership stuff over here, as well as, oh, look, he can do data viz and we can prove that. Yeah. So by the time it even comes to looking at my resume and the other stuff, a lot of the doubts of can this person execute or is this person someone that would be sort of beneficial to like internal team like building and stuff like that. Hopefully a lot of that has already been answered. And then it's a question of like, okay, you know, let's, let's check out our other stuff that, you know, are sort of company specific. So, I mean, yeah, that stuff can be a really great thing for you. And it happens all the time for people within the community. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people out there looking to hire. And if you have like a good attitude and you, produce quality things and, you know, just generally don't seem like you're going to make the rest of the team miserable. I mean, there's a whole book called the no asshole rule. Like mm -hmm. it's like, uh, it, it's one of the big secret things in life. It's like, you can be amazing at something, but if you're sort of insufferable to be around, like it's going to make it really difficult for people to work with you and it might right. not be worth it. In fact, it's usually not because it burns other people, but yeah, it's like uh, uh, this, this platform is an amazing opportunity and I'm not saying to do it specifically because you're hoping you might like get job prospects, but it's a very real possibility. And um, mm -hmm. you're, you're creating the evidence that justifies your later application, just like taking certs, like certifications are good, but this is sort of a longer term evidence. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I agree. It's, um, I, uh, and one thing I would just also in the use every opportunity when I talk about being authentic, um, you know, don't be afraid to not tweet about only whatever you're talking about, right? Like don't just do data viz tweets all the time, uh, or retweets like, you know, share some, share some, some of your personality, right? I mean, that's why I've got, uh, you know, that's why I have, I, I, I'm in Kansas City, right? And Kansas City has this thing about being the best uh, barbecue in the world. Um, so, you know, every time I, and I've got, you know, three different outdoor cooking systems. So every time I uh, fire it up, uh, I'm always uh, tweeting whatever I'm, uh, whatever I'm smoking and it's not data viz related. Um, but it at least gives you a little bit of, um, insight into, you know, these people that you're interacting with on a daily basis about some other thing, you can at least get some, some insight into them. So I'll, I'll tell you another thing I love about some of the personality that comes out in people and being authentic is a particularly we've missed this last year and we're missing this this year. And maybe we need to come up with some sort of swap, but the sort of customized data viz swag that people in the community develop so I've got here a drag and drop magnet that I had stuck yep. to my desk. And what I have right next to it is one of your stickers. <laughs> it's one of your ninja stickers yes. with the throwing star with the tableau sparkle inside of it, uh, like yep. stuck to my desk. It's I love that people get so sort of personally invested and are so excited that that actually creates like personalized sub brands, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I've got. I mean, the back of my, uh, I mean, I'm a laptop sticker uh, guy. So uh, the back of my lap, I mean, that's, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's one of the things that I've been really missing about the last couple of years is, is getting that, uh, that kind of swap, that swag swap meet. Uh, so I could get, you know, a, a year's worth of stickers uh, and magnets and, and all that kind of thing. 
uh, and pens and buttons and, you know, all those different types of things. Cause it's something that you can, you know, it, it's memories, right? Uh, you can, oh yeah, I remember going to TC and hanging out with Zach and getting that, you know, awesome drag and drop sticker and uh, remembering all the, all the fun times we had and all the things we talked about. And it might just, you know, who knows, it might even spark a, a new idea for, for, the, for your next biz. So, you know, it, it takes something that could be a very intangible experience outside of conferences and brings it like into real life. It makes it yeah. real. So if like, you know, Britt, the head of Tableau community, were listening to this, like I know he often does because he made fun of me for not recording the last episode correctly. Like sending out stickers might be something valuable, like to keep people connected when they're not actually logged in. I'm just saying, Britt. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Sure. Shots fired. Well, Sean, this has been so much fun. I didn't expect us to go just a full community episode, but I think it's it's awesome that we did. I think the timing is perfect, and I can't think of anyone else I'd rather have done it with. Um, is there anyone you'd like to shout out or anything you'd like to promote before we wrap today? Um, we are uh, we're pretty active in Kansas City uh, with the Tableau User Group, so uh, we are doing monthly. Uh, we have for the last. Well, since we went to uh, the since we went virtual, uh, we've been doing monthly uh, virtual Tableau user group meetings. Uh, so we're always doing something fun. I've got a whole com uh, committee of people uh, that are helping me out, and um, so we are active. And um, come check us out. And if you are interested in presenting uh, to the Kansas City Tableau user group, let me know. Excellent. And check out Workout Wednesday. Thanks for coming on, yes. Sean. You bet. Thanks, Zach. Data Plus Love is recorded and produced by Zach Bowders. Our music track is We Are Legends by Alex Stoner. Hey, you're still here. Um, you're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in. Probably something better. Um, thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash D-A-T-A-P-L-U-S-L-O-V-E. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolf man. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks to your patronage. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate you listening to the Data Plus Love podcast. If you'd like to see more about what we're up to with the show, go to anchor.fm slash data plus love. Just spell it out, not a literal plus sign. Here you'll be able to see our library of episodes as well as interact with them either through polls or comments or leave a voicemail message that I'll put on an episode. You can interact with me personally by joining me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Bowders, not hard to hunt down. And if you like what you're hearing, consider leaving a tip for us or signing up for a small monthly donation at our ko-fi.com slash data plus love. Buying a cup of coffee for the show is just $3 and you can get more if you choose or sign up to give that $3 or more monthly. Either way, I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you'd like to see more of my public data viz work, check me out on Tableau Public. So go to public.tableau.com and search for Zach Bowders. I'm the only one. You won't have trouble finding me. I promise. So thanks again for hanging on to the end of the show. I really appreciate all of your listens. 
And until next time, this has been Zach Bowders for the Data Plus Love Network. <laughs>